It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome to It's Black and White, the Derby Telegraph's Derby County podcast. We're on episode four. Now I'm uh, Johnny Bunnell and I'm joined once again by Steve Nicholson and Chris Watson. Uh, both both doing good, fellas, yeah? Yeah, fine. Yeah. Thank you. Good to be here again. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, not, not been too long since we were last here, actually, last Friday. So, uh, good weekend? Uh, yeah, it was okay. I mean, uh, good trip to, to Bolton, fairly straightforward, uh, apart from parts of the M6, which we won't, which we won't go into, but... Uh, we seem to hit traffic wherever we go these days, and that's just uh, that's not just on Saturdays. So, no good trip, uh, good parking, which is always essential. <laughs> yeah, it's not always the case, but but essential for us. Little things, in life, yeah, little it? things that make it uh, worthwhile, and uh, good performance by Derby, particularly first half, and uh, a deserved win. Well, let's let's start with with that performance then, because uh, it was was the first win on the road in the league uh, for Derby, um, and it sounded you know first half like it was uh, what they deserved. Absolutely, yeah. They were they were well in control. Uh, got a couple of early goals to David Nugent, and and should probably have had more. Mate Vidra was was one on one with the keeper and put it wide. Um, created numerous chances and and could have put the game out of sight. Um, in the second half, they sort of consolidated the lead a bit. Um, never really looked in trouble, but then of course, as so often happens. Uh, they pulled Bolton pulled a goal back late on, and just to set up a sort of nervy final few minutes. But but again, there were there were no other alarms. So I think it would have been a, a travesty if, if Derby hadn't hadn't won the game. Was uh, was was there that sort of panic that the report needed to be rewritten? Yeah. When, uh... <laughs> Not as bad as some some <laughs> games in the past, but uh, no, they they. You know they they should have been out of sight. One of the I mean one of the criticisms you can have is that they've got to be more clinical and and it didn't cost them on Saturday, but it could cost them in, in in games coming up. You know, and if the opposition's a bit better, it could cost them. So they need to be more clinical. They had ten attempts at goal and only two on target, which they scored from. I mean that ratio is not good enough. They've got to improve that. Uh, but but the, what's interesting for me and I wrote about it in in in, in the Derby Telegraph the. The mindset seems to be changing slowly, and this is something that had to change from last season. You know, we've seen Derby County of, of recent seasons have been often very good with the ball, uh, and often not so very good without the ball. And and in this division, you've got to be good at both uh, if you're going to be successful. And I just feel in the last two games, after the Wolves debacle when they were very poor, I just think that in the last two games we've seen signs that they are understanding the need to be better without the ball and they did it at Bolton uh, they didn't really give Bolton a sight of goal and in fact Bolton's goal was their first shot on target mm. or first attempt on target which if you can keep a home side down to one attempt on target and that arrives in the 92nd minute then you're doing a decent job Is, is that mindset purely down to the manager Gary Rout do you think or is it I think, a I combination think, of things I think Gary helps I think Gary's a, you know, his kind of approach to games is very different for example to Steve McLaren uh, we saw this with Gary when he was at Birmingham. Uh, a slightly different situation at Birmingham because he had a squad that probably wasn't or, or seemed to be as talented as Derby's. 
uh, certainly with the ball. So he, he set Birmingham up to be very competitive, uh, and they you knew you were in a game against them all the time. Uh, and he knew when he arrived at Derby that it was finding that balance between still being a threat with the ball, uh, still being able to handle the ball, control the ball, and control the game, but also being able to control the game when the opposition have the ball. Mm. And uh, I think that's very much what you'll see from, from this Derby County side under Gary Warren. Yeah, I mean, Chris, you've obviously seen Derby sort of as much as, as Nico. Do you sort of agree with, with that, that you feel like the mindset is changing? I think so, yeah. I mean, it's difficult to judge on still at this early stage of the season, I think, and, and, and I think you have to take into account the opposition. I think Bolton, obviously, were in League One last season. I mean, I don't know if they will end up struggling this season, but, but you, would, you would argue that they possibly won't be one of the, the top teams. And so it was impressive the way that Derby managed to control the game, I think. But, of course, there's tougher tests out there. And you're not going to win every game. You're not going to draw every game. There are going to be a few sort of bumps in the road, and it's how they can kind of cope with that. But I think in, in general terms, that's what Gary Wright has been looking for, and I think he'll be encouraged by by the signs in the in, certainly in the past couple of games. Mm. Well, one sort of big plus point, and one man that will have encouraged Gary Wright on Saturday was David Nugent. Obviously, we sort of briefly mentioned that he, he scored both goals. Um, always important for any any striker to get off the mark you know, for the season, but to, to hit two goals and, and get three points. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's uh, I think what fans are getting used to is David Nugent is a very different striker to Chris Martin. Mm. You know, they are very, very different. I mean, David Nugent has always been, been able to work channels. He's always had that little bit of a spark in his movement that, that makes him a menace for defenders. He never lets them settle. And he's still doing that. You know, he's got this kind of infectious attitude uh, and enthusiasm, which seems to rub off on on, the, on those around him, and uh, I think we saw that against Bolton. Uh, w- what I liked about his performance, as I what I liked about many of his performances, he's so unselfish. You know, he he, he will run his socks off, you know, work his socks off. He's, he's that type of player, and that then creates space and creates opportunities and pockets of space for teammates to do what they can do. Mm-hmm. And uh, these two goals. They look to be simple finishes, but what, again, I liked about it was they're only simple finishes because of the movement and the quick thinking that's involved. And on the first goal, you know, he was on the move across the face of a defender, across the front of a defender, into the near post area to turn the uh, Vidra's uh, centre past the keeper. And on the second one, it looked dead simple, didn't it? Suddenly he's on in the six-yard box and his own heads into an empty goal. But actually, if you watch it, he's actually realised where the space is and got on the end of Johnny Russell's good work. So uh, that, you know, I say that's not accident, and that by accident, that's that's mm. the sign of an experienced and striker who's know, who knows what he's doing. Yeah, and it's also a sign of a good striker that he makes it look so good yeah. when he gets in those positions. Yeah. Because of course, yeah. it's very easy yeah. to to snatch at chances, and, yeah. and, and and when you're faced with those, but he he put them, yeah. put them away. Darren Bent's another one yeah. that does it like that. So mm-hmm. if you watch some of his goals for Derby. You know, you think, oh, he's got a tap in there. He's, I remember one, I think they got a late equaliser. Was it Brentford last a couple of seasons ago? Very late on. Brentford had bossed the game. And, and a, a, a shot from Jeff Hendrick very late on took a deflection. And uh, suddenly Bent, he was there and finished it off. And, and, and that's, I say, it's not mm. accident that. He's, he's alert to what could happen and, and say that's a sign of a good striker. Yeah. I mean, with, with sort of Nugent doing so well, it's brought a question to a lot of fans 
lips so I'll ask I'll ask both of you this a lot of fans sort of saying where does this leave Chris Martin you know Martin started the season as the number one striker didn't quite happen in the 4-3-3 Nugent's come in scored two goals won the game on Saturday where does this leave Chris Martin I think I think for Chris it's interesting because for three seasons he was the undisputed Mm -hmm. number one striker there was no doubt about that in a 4-3-3 system he was he was the focal point of the attack. Uh, I, I still think Chris Martin's got a part to play, and, and people say, "Oh well, yeah, well, you would set." But no, I, I really do. This is this is a squad game. If Derby are going to be successful, they've got to have a squad. And what we found when Chris Martin was the number one striker, when he was injured, the thing kind of unfolded. You know, it, it, it didn't work. So you can't you can't just rely on one or two. That's why Gary Rowett is still looking to add to his attacking department because. You've got to have the options because David Nugent knows and Chris Martin knows that football's ups and downs. You know, at the moment it's very much David Nugent's time because he's, he's looking sharp and that. But in two weeks' time, we could be talking about Chris Martin, you know, and then back to David Nugent or Tom Lawrence or whatever. I mean, a great example was was uh, is Johnny Russell. You know, everyone was on Johnny Russell's case or seemed to be on Johnny Russell's case, uh, and then suddenly, you know, he turns up on Saturday when everyone. Again, everyone, many people felt he should have been left out for Tom Lawrence. He suddenly turns up on Saturday at Bolton and produces his, his best performance of the season. Andy Vyman, very lively, very good against Preston. Saturday at Bolton, didn't didn't happen for him. Couldn't really see him, he wasn't really that involved. So it changes all the time. So Chris Martin is, is proven at this level that he can score goals. You don't score 61 goals in three seasons, successive mm. seasons, as he did for Derby, and then suddenly become a poor striker it, do, it doesn't work like that I mean I, I think there's been a lot of talk obviously about Chris Martin and the 4-3-3 because it's sort of mm. it's, it's almost a relic of the past few seasons isn't it but I think it'll be very interesting to see how he goes in a 4-2-3-1 because you know I don't think there's any suggestion oh well he can't play in that in that formation because he could play as the one with Nugent off him with Vidra off him, I'd argue he, he could even possibly play in the ten. I yeah. mean, and it, as yeah. you say, they're very him, him, Nugent, and Vidra are all very different players. Yeah, but I think there's a case to be made for that. And as you say, you need your squad throughout the season. Now, I suppose the interesting thing is is how will he react to the thought of well, I might not be the main man. I might have to rotate a bit or whatever. Um, that will be interesting. That will be interesting to see. Yeah, it will be. I mean, what's interesting is that in the four-three-three, you know, the, the, one of the criticisms of, of it was that Martin didn't receive enough support. You know, from, mm-hmm. from midfielders getting forward. Well, actually, a four-two-three-one, he'll get more support naturally Absolutely. because of the three behind him. Yeah. So, in many ways, you think it would suit him even better that system. Well, you, you know? think you'd, you'd probably get more chances. Yeah, exactly. So you, people, you could play into him and off him because you'd have men closer to him. So, But yeah, I mean, how Chris, you know, it's the same with any player who's out of the team. Let, 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 you know, let's not beat about the bush here. No player who's not in the team is going to be happy because mm. that's not that's the nature of football. They all want to play. So it'll be interesting to see how Chris handles it if, if he's still not in the team, uh, in, in the league team, if you like, for for two or three more games but having said that he was pretty delighted to return from Fulham because mm-hmm. it, didn't, it didn't go that well for him for Fulham so I can't see him being that keen to kind of move on again at the moment well, I guess it's just all about having options as well isn't it you know, yeah. it's, it's a different way Derby don't want to become too predictable 
like maybe they did with the, with the four three. And you're going to get injuries as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we I got factor those things in as well. And as I say, uh, what we found with Derby in the past with their four three three is that if they if they lost Chris Martin or George Thorne as he did those two key positions mm-hmm. holding midfield there, focal point of the attack. The, the, the whole dynamics of the team changed and, and they struggled. They don't want to be in that position this time and I think that's why they need bodies and they need squad numbers and they need uh, options. If you, want to, you know, if you want to be challenging for promotion, you've got to have those good options, don't you? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and just sort of actually leads me on quite nicely to the next point. You're saying good options. Um, Tom Lawrence obviously didn't start uh, on Saturday but he did, did uh, make his debut off the bench. Just a quick one to... Any thoughts? The guy who obviously listened to this podcast, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> because because I said that we'd start him because I, I, I was saying he's got to start. Surely he's just <laughs> he's just signing for seven million quid. Surely he's got to start. Uh, Gary Rowe actually made the right decision, didn't he? You know, we we we, we give managers stick for sometimes for team selections, but he decided to uh, to stick with the same eleven, which meant, of course, that. One of the ones I was looking at was maybe Craig Forsyth in for Marcus Olsen mm. uh, for, for tactical reasons because of the way Bolton play. He stuck with Marcus Olsen and of course he uh, he, he left Tom Lawrence on the bench and uh, continued with his uh, with the three that started. So uh, he got it right. Mm. Like what you saw from Lawrence when he came on though? I thought he was, yeah. I mean, I, I'll be honest, I've not seen a lot of Lawrence other than this, this wonderful uh, uh, collection of Stunning goals on YouTube. Other than that, we haven't. I, I can't say I've got, I've seen a lot of him. Other, I mean, I know he's played against Derby, but I think there was one game when he played when I didn't look that. F- whether he was was that it's he, last season? He last season, a bit of an injury yeah. So we don't we're not really seen him. But what 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 was noticeable when he did come on was he looks bright. Certainly, his, his movement is is quite sharp. It's uh, clearly, and we knew this, not afraid to to have a go at goal. Mm. He he probably tried his luck. A, a bit too much. I remember him cutting inside from from the right onto his left, and he kind of dragged it into the side net. And it was probably a better option on, on for him inside. But you know, he played behind the striker, and he and he played on the left as well. So quite clearly, he can play across the line. So hopefully, he will again you know add to those options. Mm. I thought, yeah, he looked he looked bright. I think Gary Wright made the point that you know he was pro- perhaps he was a little bit too keen to score on his debut, and. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll maybe sort of calm down a little bit as the, as the weeks go on, and I'm sure as he gets to know his new teammates. Mm-hmm. Do you? Uh, I'm just sort of going to skip forward a point here, but do, do you think he'll start against Grimsby? Uh, yes, he, um, Gary Wright's told us that he will start against Grimsby, uh, which is not a surprise. You know, it's it's in many ways it's an ideal game for him to to get in and kind of settle down. If he can get himself a goal, great. But, but as we said before, you know. I, when new when new players arrive, as with new managers, you've got to give them time. You know, you know they, they're not going to come in and suddenly start whacking in goals from all mm. angles. And all. You know, we've got to give them time. They've got to settle in. They've got to get to know their teammates and all, all the usual things that they've got to do. And uh, I say, hopefully, the Grimsby game will will he'll get out there and he'll uh, enjoy his his time on the pitch. And I say, if he gets himself a, gro- a goal, fantastic. Mm. Just moving back then to the championship on on Saturday and looking at the table, I know it's it's very early days at the minute, but um, Ipswich and Cardiff City, hundred percent records. What are we thinking about that? Uh, first of all, I'm not surprised Cardiff, totally surprised because no, Neil Warnock really. showed at the end of last season that he can get results. Neil Warnock gets results. Mm. That, that's what he does. Uh, 
you know, he can't. He's kind of about the now, Neil Warnock. That's what matters. The now. He kind of not what what could come or mm. what could come in the future. It's very much about the now and getting results. And they've got some good results, and they certainly had a good result at Wolves. Uh, Mick, Mick McCarthy again, very experienced manager. Uh, they've got a couple of strikers in, obviously, haven't they now? In Waghorn and Garner. Garner. Yeah, so, so that's important because I thought last season. You know, they, they looked a bit short in many areas, and, and and Mick McCarthy didn't really have the squad depth, I don't think. But you know, make no mistake, he he knows what the championship is about. He knows, you know, uh, about how you get results, and uh, I'm pleased for him because I think at times he gets some some stick, and I think he got stick last season. And I think he's been given a bit back, actually. Yeah. And he's been so given, and I love that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I love that. I you know. Uh, he was revelling in the fact that him and Warnock were perhaps two of the more senior, senior men, to uh, put politely, yeah, division yeah. Were, uh, <laughs> was sitting on top at the moment. Uh, yeah, but uh, but I suppose they'll have to be careful because it could all change. In it, a could, few it could years again. It's, it, it's very early days, and and you can get a run of what I call favourable fixtures. I'm not suggesting that they've had them, but... Look at Cardiff, they've had Villa and Wolves. But if you look at Derby, for example, you know they had that terrible result against performance and result against uh, Wolves. And I think then, to have, to have Preston at home with all due respect and then Bolton away with all due respect, I think he's, you know, mm. it's kind of helped them to get back on track, if you like. But it's still very, very early. I mean, you know... Uh, Middlesbrough and uh, Villa. Villa won, didn't they? But they'd had a shocking start, yeah, yeah. you know. And 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 I've I've tipped them to be to, to go up. So you know, four games is it? I wouldn't be too much. I only I only really look at it after twelve to fifteen, to be honest. It's always interesting to look at which clubs sign which players over the summer, yeah. of course. And you, we mentioned Waghorn and, and Garner mm. for Frips, which I think they've already got. Six or seven goals between them, yeah. Um, and Mendes Lang, at Cardiff, yeah, picks yeah. from, from um, the lower leagues, yes. um, yeah. And he's you know started, you know, he's got off to an absolute flyer, and now it's obviously a case of them trying to maintain that, yeah. but um. But after such a good start, it, it then gives you gives you a bit of a. It's, a it's always competitive this division, always. But oh, yeah. you just get yeah. a sense this season it might be closer than ever. Yeah. To, to be honest, yeah, because he, yeah. he couldn't really. Yeah. I, I think Gary Rout said back in the summer he he couldn't really see a Newcastle United if you like. Mm. But could you see a Huddersfield Town? I think there will be a Huddersfield Town. I don't know who it will be mm. uh, because again the division lends itself for it to be a surprise team. But then I mean you, you say that, but. It's, there's not many Huddersfield towns, shall we say, in the Championship because, as we've said before on podcast, there's more than half of these teams that would realistically think we should be in the top six. Yeah, there are. I think I think you could probably go twelve, fourteen yeah. teams, and 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 when you have that many, they're all going to take points off each mm. other. So uh, I think it could be a real a real scrap, and and that's why you know with with Derby. The aim, as always, always should be the same: is just get yourself in that top six. Mm-hmm. If you can get yourself in that top six, you know, and then I say all teams will take points off of each other, but get yourself in there and, and kind of see what, see what happens after that, because anything can happen after that. And I think, part if they had not conceded that late goal at Bolton, I think would they have been fifth or something? They would. I think they would have been in the playoff zone. Yeah. Yes, which is 
crazy to think about when you know when you look at the mood after the Wolves. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now all of a sudden, all the yeah. in the top six, and, that, and that's what it can do. Back to back victories in the, in this division, as say, can 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 move you a long way up the table. Well, I mean, they come so quick, don't they? Yeah, they, 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 they the do. Just but as I say, I think a dozen games is always a good mm. benchmark. I think after a dozen, you look back over previous seasons, you usually. I think five of the top six or, or two of the bottom three are usually in place after mm. a dozen games. It was interesting. You mentioned Huddersfield last, course last season. Lots of people were expecting them to drop yeah. away yeah. because they yeah. were up there at that point, and and they didn't. Yeah. Mm. Um, I was sort of, sort of saying about games coming thick and fast. Obviously, uh, the pair of you got another lovely trip to to Grimsby tomorrow. We're recording this podcast on the Monday. The Grimsby game in the Carabao Cup is on the Tuesday night. Um, Scattered showers are <laughs> forecast Weather by the BBC, <laughs> so we're hoping that, that the as game will... scattered. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, last time they basically just stayed right over Blundell <laughs> Park and it poured yeah. down. Um, we've obviously touched on the game in, in the episode three and probably episode two and episode one as well. Um, are we sort of expecting many changes then? We mentioned Tom Lawrence, Gary Ratt said he'd start. Are we expecting wholesale changes? Uh, yes, I think so, yeah. I mean... He made he made eight changes last time, mm. and uh, he's already said that Forsyth will come in at left back and, and Lawrence will start. Uh, I, I'm expecting a lot of changes again, and and he's already hinted that he made eight last time and it could, and might make more this time. I wouldn't probably be surprised to see ten changes, maybe, and and that's without factoring in Jason Shackle, who could mm. be involved on his way back from injury, as we know, played an hour for the under twenty threes on Friday night at Chelsea. Uh, if Gary Wright feels he should start, then we could even see 11 changes, possibly. Yeah. And it's interesting because the initial tie at Grimsby, he'd obviously swapped, swapped it from the previous league game. Yeah. So that meant the likes of Nugent and Vidra started. Hmm. Now, of course, it's going to be the other way around yeah. because yeah. You, you like to have um, people like Chris Martin. And that's, that's how quickly that's it changes. I mean, if you look yeah. at left-back, you know, I think Olsen came in. Because Forsyth was, yeah, was yeah, yeah. if you like, first choice after two games. Now, you know, suddenly Olsen goes out and Forsyth comes in. And and I think, and Gary Wright's right, I, I don't like that many changes. But he makes a good point when he says, if you were bringing in eight, what you call under-23 players, mm. then you question it. You know, but actually he's not doing that. He's actually bringing in senior players. Championship players. Yeah, and, and, and the 11 they could field against Grimsby wouldn't look out of place in the championship. So that's why in what, a manager can make lots of changes and you can look at it and think, oh, well, really, should you do that? But on the other hand, he can make so many changes and it still look a very strong side. And that's what Derby are in that position at the moment, that they can do that. Just um, while, we're, while we're on the Carabao Cup, um, who's staying up then for the for the draw? You. <laughs> You're on the road. I, I actually do the rotor, so... so so you're going to be on the road. So I think you need to explain what. Uh... So the the as as everybody will probably know the the first round draw it was streamed live uh, from Thailand. I think yes. it was, wasn't it? The, yes. That's where the, the sponsor yes. is from. Um, and as everybody knows, that they had a, a major nightmare with the the stream and the draw in the first place. We've already spoken about that. Um, uh, but the, the the draw for the third round they've decided to do over in China. All right, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. China, right in uh, yeah, which is they're doing it eleven o'clock in the evening their time, which it's eleven it's eleven fifteen a.m. 
Chinese time. Oh, I thought you said PM. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. So 11.15am their what? time, which is 4.15am UK time, which, well, is, is sort of quite frankly ridiculous. I mean, everybody else can make up their own mind on it, but... Um, I'd like to know yeah. how many Derby County fans will be getting <laughs> yes. staying up or getting up for that should they be in the draw. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's just... Surely it's, it's ludicrous, isn't it? Uh, we talked about draws on the, in the last episode of the podcast and I think I made my point about draws. <laughs> for some reason, they're trying too hard. It's a pretty simple thing to do. Let's not try too hard with it because they're tying themselves in knots, really, yeah. aren't they? And... Uh, as I say, it's not a great shift for you, is it really, you know, on, on, on the road to, to be up at that time in the morning, but uh, we, we do provide the stories first and the news first, and, and, and we will continue our standards. I mean, it just staggers me, though, that it's an all-English competition, and that they're doing it at 4.15am UK time. I, I, well, yeah. I just can't, can't wrap my head around Unless it. they fly me out for the draw, but... Well, there you go. Expenses, expenses paid for. Possibly, isn't it? You think they'd do that? What, here or, or Caravan? <laughs> oh, I don't know. We'll see, I might, I might, I might ask that. But, uh, Put the request in. Otherwise, it's, I'd say it's you, Johnny. Lovely. Right, anyway, <laughs> moving swiftly onwards from that then. Uh, it is Monday today, and so today there's also been the news that Steve McLaren is back in football. Um, he's taken up a coaching consultant role at uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv. Uh, joins Nick Blackman, who has, has joined from the Rams on loan there. Uh, you two obviously both know Steve McLaren well from his, his two spells of manager at Derby County. Um, what do you sort of think about the move, first and foremost? I'm a little surprised. Uh, I, I obviously know, I know Steve when he when he is out of work. He's, he's one of these managers who wants to get back in next mm. day. I mean, he's not one of these who suddenly says, oh, I'll take a few months off and play a bit of golf. No, he isn't like that. He, he wants to get back in straight away. I think he was in... Well, seems to be in the frame for the Hearts job, uh, but that obviously hasn't hasn't come off. Uh, so no, I, I'm not surprised. I think he knows Jordi Cruyff anyway, does he not from Manchester from Manchester United, days? Yeah. So yeah. there's that kind of relationship yeah. there. And I also know with Steve that you know he's been a manager and he's been a first team coach. I've said this all along. I believe he's a coach first and, and not necessarily a manager first. I think that's where his strengths lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. And also, you know, I think he's probably now looking at it thinking, well, management, maybe not, you know, and this kind of technical director, coaching advisory type roles are more suited to him now. Mm-hmm. He has spoken about that before, I think, mm-hmm. saying he'd like to move in, into that area and perhaps this is this is sort of a, a pathway you can see to maybe go over there and do a job and then see what, see what else mm-hmm. comes up. Are you surprised that he's gone to a club like that and, and not sort of somewhere... Well, it's, it's interesting because we've got to remember that he went away, of course, from England. He did, yeah. uh, To 20, you know, and you could, we, we, we could, yeah, we could have said the same thing, couldn't we, about him, you know. It's a bit of a gamble because... But, but it certainly worked for him at 20 because he went away and he kind of uh, reinvented himself yeah. as such and uh, made a real success of that. And, and once you do that in a job, you know, suddenly people look at you again, you know. So he has he has gambled on that before. He's not been afraid to work in other countries because he worked in Germany mm-hmm. as well. So not, I'm not really surprised on that score with him, as I say. But uh, I, I it's difficult because you don't know how many jobs are around in, in the English game and, and those that are mm-hmm. around, you know, the competition for mm-hmm. them is fierce. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think he, he'll see it as an opportunity to go, to go and 
do a really sound job and, and put himself back in the uh, in the mind of uh, people in this country. So moving on then to Saturday, uh, Sheffield United away. Be uh, probably been a while since you were last at Bramall Lane. I think it has, and I can't even remember the last time. To, to be honest, I was there. For... It would have been the year they got relegated. I would have thought, was it about? Was that about? They've been six years. Google this, yeah, we should. I can't remember. I wait, wait. You can tell we, can tell uh, we prepare one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the prep going into this, you can see, is, is absolutely stunning. I remember, I remember being there for pre-season friendly not so long ago, and uh, yeah, and Nick Blackman scored actually. Oh, Penalty. Yeah, that's a good link, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, we don't really, we don't throw this this program together. Uh, you did score a penalty, yeah, but no, I mean, I, I must admit, I enjoy going there. Uh, proper football club. Uh, Again, proper football ground as well, I feel. Uh, gets a good atmosphere, especially when they're right behind their team. It's also good for Derby because they, they normally take a, a very good, healthy following and there. They've sold out. Yeah, so that'll, that'll be good. Uh, I expect it to be a very competitive game. Sheffield United, I think, will, mm. will, will, will be very keen to, to show what they can do. Uh, I think we spoke when we spoke earlier about how Derby at the moment are... are Managing games, the last two games have managed better when not in possession. I think that they're going to need to do that. Mm. If they can do that, then I think they've got the quality at the moment to to to, to hurt any team. But again, you've got to get the balance right. Mm. So, and it's interesting. There's a couple of ex-Rams in yeah. there. Um, Kieran Freeman and Paul Coots yeah. have both started their last game. I saw. I think John Brayford was on the bench. And it's uh, yet another team that has been playing three at the back. Yes, I believe. Um, we talked about this, didn't we? Uh, more and more, more and more teams are doing it. Yeah, I mean, especially in I know it's not the championship, but especially in the Premier League. Yeah, more and more any, teams. Any lineup, and it's uh, yeah, everybody's going for it. Aren't they? Yeah, they are. Good to see Paul Coots again. I like I like Paul. Nice lad when he was here. I thought he was a good footballer as well. You know, a couple of bad injuries yeah he did have a couple of bad injuries but he's always been a good footballer mm. so I like him uh, Kieran Freeman we know didn't really happen for him here uh, but it's good that he's kind of seems to have settled down and, 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 and moved his career forward uh, and John Brayford well we know John well we like John mm. very good player for Derby uh, and of course for Burton Albion when he was on loan there so you know John I'm sure will be keen to get back in in the side if he can of course they've got that man Billy Sharp up front <laughs> who it seems that uh, Derby fans in, in the past have often been clamouring for him to, to, to sign for Derby yeah. to sign he's, he's given them problems in the past and he seems to have started the season well yeah. for them uh, but as I say I think from Derby's point of view as with any away game you've got to manage the game yeah. that, that's the key and I think if they can manage the game certainly as they did at Bolton on, on, in the first half on Saturday I feel they should be okay. Mm. I can tell you that the last league game Derby played at Sheffield United was in February 2011. Six years ago. And it was 1-0 to Derby. Who scored the winner? 2011. I've got no idea. I (laughs) I really can't remember yesterday. It was was Theo Robinson. Theo. Scored the only goal. There you go. I would have expected. So I would have thought that you would have got that. Did you? I would. I would have. Yeah. I would. I would have done a few years. A ago. lot of matches <laughs> since then, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's been a lot of matches since then. Yeah, yeah, there have. But I say it's it's good to be going back. I say because they, you know, they they are 
they are a club that should be certainly at this level you know and uh, it just highlights again uh, that clubs like Sheffield United Sheffield Wednesday and and many others Leeds and all these Mm. have dropped down another division from here you know and one of the things Derby have have managed to avoid when things weren't going well over in years gone by is they've managed not to do that and I think that's absolutely vital because in this division, it's quite easy. You, you could you can slip out of the division, and uh, it's good to see Sheffield United back. Yeah, yeah well, two wins and, and two defeats since being promoted from League One. I mean, it's a solid start. No, it's you, good. Yeah, you, you'd probably expect them. Well, I think we all expected them at the start of the season to be absolutely fine. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to be their home form, isn't it? And as you say, I think they're. The, both the fans and, and the players will be right up for it against Derby yeah I think the manager deserves credit as well I was going to say Chris, Chris Wilder, Wilder he's done a really good job of course Northampton former uh, Alfredson Alfred Town, Town. Uh, just yep. down the road and he's uh, I know that they they think very highly of him mm. still uh, after all this time and he's gone on and, and, and sort of steadily worked his way up and uh, he seems to have to have really got them going. Mm. I think he's a Blades fan as well, isn't he? So, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah. But no, he's done. He's done a great job. Yeah, yeah. Um, should we do some predictions now, or should we should we touch on Sam Gallagher? Or what, what should I give you more time just to think about your predictions? Well, I, I don't want to embarrass you with, with with how well my prediction went on Saturday. Well, let's let's just. So I wish that we could play a clip back, you know, <laughs> from the last one. I'm sure we could if I'd. Have I'll explain. Right. All right. Okay. okay. Here we go. I'll explain what yeah. actually happened. Uh, <laughs> you asked for predictions of Derby at Bolton. Okay. I did. I gave you the correct prediction after 92 minutes. I also <laughs> gave you the correct prediction after 95 minutes. I'm not sure how much more accurate you want me to be. On predictions. I, I want your prediction to be right when the final whistle blows. My prediction was <laughs> I was split between 2-0 and 2-1. Okay. And, and, okay, and so let's just break it down. And because you won't let me have two goes <laughs> at it, okay, I, I, I'm I, not sure I did. Did I say 2-0 or 2-1? It's written down here, 2-0. Well, whatever it was, when 90 minutes was completed on the clock and then 95, I was absolutely spot on. Unlike some who predicted a 1-1 draw. But when... <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> but when the full-time whistle blew and it was 2-1, that means that that prediction I put across there next to it was right. wrong. I, I, think, I think those two predictions, <laughs> given the lateness of the goal, you've got to give me some credit for that. I'll give you some credit, but it, it, doesn't, get a, it doesn't get a tick for being correct. Unbelievable. <laughs> Do I get a point for... No. One? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, no. And Johnny, Johnny's prediction of 1-1, I mean, he's really not worth even... Not even talking about is it well, okay, he says a draw every game to be honest yeah. so you will be right one day I said, well, I said two nil at home to Wolves and that was well yeah, that wasn't correct ok so go on then so you can you can kick us off then with Sheffield United 1-1 uh, well in in Nico style, I'll cover my bases and I'll go for a home win and a away win. And <laughs> it's going to be one of those, I think. But, uh, and then at some point in the game, you can say, my score was bad. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'll go for another another Derby win, 2-1 again. Interesting. I, I, I'm going to go for a Derby win. I do think that Sheffield United will be right up for it, and they might even take the lead. But I'm going to go for 1-3, mm-hmm. I think. I think... Uh, it's always difficult, obviously, when there's a game on Tuesday in terms of talking about momentum. But it's going to be a completely different side, though. Isn't it? it is, yeah. it is, yeah. and 
yeah, it's obviously a cup game, and you, you sort of carry forward two back-to-back wins in the championship. And I, I think that they will have too much for Sheffield United. But as I say, I wouldn't be surprised to see Sheffield United score at least, or if not, take the lead. Because I, yeah, I do think that they'll be right up for it. Um, do you want to sort of talk through a team? Or well, I, I think what will happen is, I mean, so we, Gary out will use his, his, his uh, squad for Grimsby. We know that, and then I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, revert to what we saw at uh, Bolton for his eleven uh, with Tom Lawrence. It's an interesting one. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I think he might stick. I think he might stick. If 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 everyone's fit, I think he might stick. If he uses the same rationale yeah. that he did after the Preston game to stick with that eleven, yeah. then surely he's got no reason to change no. that on the basis I, of what happened at Bolton. Yeah. And, and I'm not sure I'm not sure what ha- what might or might not happen in Grimsby should really sway. If he scores a hat trick, I was going to say if Tom Martin has a blind. Well, I mean, yeah. then it's harsh on whoever. You yeah, know. I mean, you could say if Chris Martin scores a hat trick against Grimsby, you know, does does he yeah. come in and but you shouldn't go out? So yeah. it's a strange one that, but but I know Gary Rowett and he, he mentioned this to me after the game at Bolton. He likes continuity. Okay, now I know you've got the Grimsby game, but we're talking league games now. He likes continuity if he can if he can have it, and if if he feels the team has done well. As a team in a game, then then I think he likes to continue and say, but th- this is the beauty of it. They've got to have options. You know, mm. we'd be you know if, if they only had eleven to pick from, you yeah. know, we'd be yeah. sat here saying they need more options. Yeah. So the beauty of having options is that you can do things like this mm. and hopefully still get the right result. Do you think then, by the time we record our next podcast, hopefully next Monday? That there will be more options, should we say? Do you think that? Yeah, I hope. Whether it's by that time or certainly before the transfer window closes, I I expect Derby to bring in uh, at least one more forward or, or one more player for the uh, forward areas. Uh, I, I, you know, speaking to Gary Rowett, I mean that's absolutely what he wants to do. Mm. You know, he knows he can't keep kind of stockpiling players. He knows that some players have got to go out, but sometimes you've got to think well. If we can't get players out, we still should maybe get one in and then worry about that again in January. Mm. Uh, so, but yeah, I would be very surprised if Derby did not make at least one more signing before the transfer window closed. Mm. Anything else that you uh, wanted to add? Wanted to get off your chest? Wanted no, I still think it's it? very harsh your <laughs> your adjudication on my uh, I don't think it's my harsh. prediction I mean, at Bolton. These, I thought these I are thought, the rules of the game. You I'm not going to predict any more. Then I'm not you, making any more predictions. You predict a score, and if the score is incorrect at full time, yeah. I'm not very confident about my one-one now either. You can't change it. It's, it's written though. It's there in black and white. Plug for the podcast. <laughs> yes. And I, well, I just wanted to ask Steve if you've if you got the rubber dinghy ready for. <laughs> got my armbands. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. Let's uh, let's keep fingers crossed. It'll be it'll be a good, uh, interesting if we start heading across there and it starts raining again. Mm. Uh, but no, we, I'm not sure we'll be absolutely fine. Famous last words. Absolutely. Uh, tomorrow night, but uh, yeah, get, get hopefully get the tie out of the way. I mean, and say what what we saw. Of the Grimsby game, the 19 minutes last time, I thought Derby started really well, and to mm. me, it looked like they were on course 
for a win and I don't think Grimsby have, the be- have had the best of times since I'm not sure they no, have they were called in for extra training on get beat Sunday by Stevenage yeah, Saturday yeah Russell Slade wasn't happy with that yeah I mean I thought the attitude of Derby's players in those 19 minutes at Grimsby mm. last time I thought was absolutely spot on and you've got to have that attitude in these games and to me it looked like they went out with exactly the right attitude and yeah. uh, I say they looked more than capable of, of maybe beating Grimsby uh two, three, four goals that night and uh, hopefully they'll go out with the right attitude again on uh, Tuesday. Okay. Well then, gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, and to anybody travelling to, to either Grimsby or, or Sheffield um, for, for the two games, or, or travel safe, I hope you have an enjoyable time there. Um, thanks for listening, as ever. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at DerbyTelDCFC. We're also on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash DerbyTelDCFC. DCFC. You can follow our website www.darbytelegraph.co.uk. The podcast is also available on both Audio Boom and iTunes. So if you just search for "It's Black and White," that's on Audio Boom and iTunes, and and we'll be on both of those. Uh, and, And we'll be back with you next week. So have a good week, and we'll see you soon.